Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Live here on Joy 99.7 FM. This is Ghana Connect. Uh, the day after Black Stars suffered its first defeat at the 2022 World Cup when we came up against Portugal, I want to break this down and we're taking a cue from social media. Just check Facebook and check Twitter. If you check Twitter right now, uh, hashtag uh, Portugal Ghana is still trending at number one. If you check the content of that trend the overwhelming well it's now number two by the way because the current um you know game that has still been played right now has taking over but it's now number two hashtag poor gha portugal versus ghana with twenty five thousand tweets and there are many africans ac- across the continent and beyond who watched the game who all share the same sentiment, the overriding sentiment when you go through the tweets is that we were simply robbed and the officiating was simply biased. And that's the only reason why we lost. Nukes, for example, says, I just can't understand why he wasn't invited to the screen. It's scary. And he's quoting Mike Dean, by the way, a very famous, popular, well-respected English referee. So, yes, there's some evidence. The authorities are saying, well, you know, there's some bad official. But was it down to bias? 
or was it done to genuine error? But then there's a bigger question that we're asking tonight, which I want you to begin to help engage on. Is it a case that African teams are simply not good enough or victims of bad officiating, bias officiating? I've been looking at the data with my reset team. In 92 years, in 92 years history of the, of the World Cup, only three African teams have made it to the second round out of the group stage. Only three African teams. Egypt was the first to participate in the World Cup in 1980s, right? In, so that's that's a long time ago, right? 1930, it was rather. And since then, only three African countries have managed to get out of the group. Only three have managed to get to the quarterfinal. What is it? Is it all the world conspiring against that through bad officiating, or is it case that we're simply not good enough? In Parliament today, uh, they attempted to to debate the issue. Yes, they did. The Speaker of Parliament, I guess, summed up the nation's mood on the matter. It is true that the Blasters won the match, but lost the referee. That is true. We had some technical challenges. That is also true. But in spite of those technical challenges, we won the match, but we lost the points. Ghana again won another first. Yesterday, I drew attention to the first we won. For the fourth time, we fielded the youngest team. That is a first. Again, the first African team to score at this year's FIFA football tournament. So, good points there. But bottom line, we have zero points on the board. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. First African team to score. Youngest team, great. Zero points. Two goals scored. Three against you. We lost. Why? Bad officiating, as many of you, I think the consensus is that it's bad officiating. Or we simply, like many other African countries at the World Cup, not good enough. The statistics say that... Out of the five teams that will go to the World Cup, none will get out of the group stage. That is statistics. That's the statistics. That's, this is what it points to. If at all anybody should, one will. Right? Why is that? I'm connecting now with a host of uh, football enthusiasts to look at this closely. Gary Al Smith is editor at uh, Joy Sports and he connects uh, from Doha. Hello, Gary. Uh, Gary, if you uh, can unmute for me, all of you on Zoom. Uh, in call, it's a, a friend of the show, loves football like hell. He's in his Black Stars jersey. He's been with several supporters' union in the past and currently is the Accra rep for Brickhome Chelsea. And he connects in the studio. Hello, in call. Hi. Great to see you. Cool. <laughs> I hope you're fine. Um, I'm doing great. I'm just, uh, you know, just reading these comments and I, I just can't help myself. But, uh, you know, 
start a controversy over a debate on this matter. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear your view on this. Salma is a football fan and watched the match passionately yesterday. Uh, she connects via Zoom as well. Hello, Salma. Hello. Great, Salma. Great to have you uh, connecting with us. Always uh, excited when I hear uh, a female voice on the, on the end of the other line, especially when we are talking about sports. So, Sam, I'm grateful that you could connect. Oh, Jerome is the editor of Kotoko Express and uh, joins us on phone. Hello, Jerome. Hello, Ivan. Great to have you, Jerome. You've been yeah. there. You've been there and done that. So I want to tap into your expertise on that question. Nathan is one of those who also posted on uh, Facebook on this on this matter. Very passionate support of the Black Stars, uh, a Real Madrid fan as well. Uh, has watched this uh, very, very closely. And uh, says a few things about the Black Stars. Uh, you know, so Nathan is connecting with us now. And Nathan. Nathan, I can't hear you. You have to uh, get closer to your uh, your mouthpiece. Hi, Evans. Can you hear me now? I can, but you still sound pretty distant. Okay, but anyway, uh, let's see if we can, uh, if as we move along, we can correct and, and get Nathan's audio a bit more uh, clearer. So, gentlemen, wherever you are tonight, please, you can you can get in touch as well, because I, I want to hear I want to hear your view on this. You can send me a WhatsApp zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. Hit me up on Twitter at Noite. This is gonna connect. This is this is your own show, and so and so connect. Let, let, let's start with the basic question. I want you to choose. It's a multiple choice question, just two choices. Okay. Um, so give me everybody should give me quickly where you stand, and then you come and populate that for me. You can put uh, a bit of meat on that bone. Uh, Inko, let me start with you. So the Black Stars lost yesterday. The sense you get from everything else on Twitter and everybody, the Speaker of Parliament, that we're cheated, right? Um, and I've just been talking about the data, but the data shows that African countries just we don't just don't perform well at the World Cup. So is it a case that we're simply poor? We're just not good enough? Or is it a case that the rest of the world conspire against us and it's down to poor buyouts officiating? Which of these do you do you do you think is more closer to the truth? Uh, let me first of all say hi to your listeners. In fact, uh, the Director General of SNIT, Dr. John O'Foul, Tinkrine, and uh, Richard Menu, uh, does not joke with your show at all. Uh, in fact, I would say both. Uh, because yes, yesterday we did well. Uh, tactically, we were very good in the first half. Uh, but in the second half, things turned against us. And okay, no, but, uh, but you, you, the, the question is simple. Yeah. Don't go into the details yet. Yeah. yeah. Just tell me, is it, do you generally, if you look at the World Cups, yeah. our performances as an African team, even beyond the Black Stars, yeah. do you think it's down to bias, bad officiating, or we're just not good enough? Uh, bad officiating is one of them. No, no, no. no. It's I, one of you, them. You no, know, the question is simple. <laughs> yeah. There are two choices. Yeah. You, you can't have both. Yeah. Which one? Okay, let's say. Which one do you think is more probable? I think it's the the, the officiating. Okay. Because if you stay, look, stay there, stay there, <laughs> stay there. I'll, I'll come around. I'll, let me pick the thoughts of others. I'll come around for you, all of you to expand. Um, Nathan, let's try again. Nathan, which of which of the two reasons would you ascribe to? Just not good enough, or bad bias officiating? Okay. I don't. Nathan, if you can unmute. But I will say that I think. We, we just haven't done well enough. We haven't put up our best performance to end a place in the final. 
or even to win the trophy. Okay, so that's not good enough. Okay, so not you're not you're not you're not, you're not buying the bias officiating question. Okay, let me come to no, some no, bits and pieces of that. Of yeah, that. I, mean, I, I get it. I get you. You expand on it. Yeah, don't worry. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, so you're saying that. You're saying that it's you're not you're not ruling out bad officiating, but you're saying that it's more exactly. a case yes. of us not exactly. being good enough no. than exactly. Exactly. bad officiating. I get you. So your preference is they're just not good enough, and the officiating is part of the part plays a part. Sama, which which one do you think is is more? It's closer to the to the reality, and the reason why we perform consistently poorly at the World Cup. African teams are simply not good enough. Or there's just consistent bad bias officiating, Sama. Um, uh, thank you for having me, Evans. I would attribute our performance yesterday to bad officiating. Okay, uh, so 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 the question is not necessarily about yesterday. We'll come to yesterday, mm-hmm. but we are. I want okay. to expand the conversation beyond yesterday, right? I want to look at African teams. And your performance generally on the back of yesterday, of course. But if you look at generally, I mean, what do you think? Because again, let's look at this World Cup. Um, only Senegal has now won a game today, and they played against a very, very poor, poor desperate Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even that was a struggle. Yes. Okay. So, and again, so we, again, they're supporting the trend, which is that we are just generally very poor at the World Cup. Sama, so the question is, is just two: is it down? Is that down to? You know, bad bias officiating, you know, some conspiracy against you know African nations, or it's just simply not good enough. Um, bad officiating. Okay, so Inco gets gets a supporter <laughs> there. <laughs> Jerome, you are the expert on this. Again, same straight answer. Which where, where are you leaning? Evans, I think we are not good enough. Okay, stay there for me. I'll come. Uh, do you have Gary? Hello, Gary. Hi, Evans. Gary, I know this one is controversial for you, but you've watched a lot of football in your time. You're rating a lot. You've won many World Cups since you you you, you first you know were won a diaper. Um, if you look at the data and look back on your experience, which of these two reasons you think is is closer to the to the truth? Overwhelmingly, that African sides are not prepared and are not good enough. Overwhelmingly, it's not. It's not, in your words, it's not even statistically impossible. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, so, so Gary, now let's start now in expanding that thought. Everybody has given me the... So I have I have Incor and Sama saying bad officiating, and I have Nathan and uh, and and you, Gary, and, and also Jerome all saying we're just not good enough. So, Gary, let me start with you. Why do you say that, though? Um, generally... As a, as a as a continent and um, let's let's just begin from some of the interviews we have had this year from some legends right so Samuel Leto was in our studio <laughs> he was in your studio where you were seated just a few meters away from you and they don't come bigger than him for those who have been there and done that right Evans you agree with that and I'm sure listeners will agree with that and he was unequivocal you know that you can take all the other factors it is a lack of preparation administratively, especially, that inhibits or stops African teams from reaching their talent and, and where they need to be at the global level. He was unequivocal 
about that fact, you know. There are too many numerous examples from um why why do bonus rows only happen to African countries? When was the last time, if ever, even on top of my head, I can't remember even professionally hearing that South American players, and I mean South Americans who are supposed to be our cousins when it comes to how <laughs> you know how we think because of the environments we live in. I don't recall the last time I heard a South African, a South American nation threatening a boycott because of a bonus row. It is a uniquely African experience. As for the Europeans and the Asians, it almost never happens. So that is one. Then there are, in the last 10 to 15 to 20 years, all manner of shenanigans, you know, from kids not arriving at the World Cup on time. And so um, two days to the time, their team is distracted and scrambling for what they will wear because the official kit is not in to um, the, the, the airport arrangement. You know, they are traveling in batches. The Cameroonian team at this World Cup in 2022, Evans Mensa, the Cameroonian team traveled in three different batches and got to um, Qatar, got here differently which slightly affected their preparations in 2022. Mm-hmm. That's shocking. <laughs> that's shocking. Yeah, that's shocking. That is shocking. You know, they can tell you that, yes, it's a money problem, but that's not what we are talking about. The lack of preparation, because your average Western country or your average South American country is not going to have that problem. They will get to their place on time. They would have done their recce on time. They will have time to relax, to rest, to see the place. And therefore have a more peaceful um, um, camping experience and hence play the football better than you can. All the other factors can come into play, yeah. but we cannot or there is no, there's no doubt, there's no game saying that a lack of preparation is our base as Africans. Oh, okay, Inko, yeah. that's the evidence. Um, how do you counter that? Because you believe it's more a case of, you know, bad officiating against African teams generally that causes the problem. Yes, uh, if I use yesterday, for instance, uh, what happened yesterday, if the referee had consulted via video assistant referee, that's the VR, probably they would have changed the decision for it not to be a penalty. Aside that, look at what happened against uh, Uruguay. If the referee had collected the goal first, we wouldn't have uh, gone in for a second penalty for Asamajan to miss it. But the rule, have been... but, but he was interpreting the rule. If the guy, if the an on outfield player catches the ball it, it, and prevents it from going no, to the, you get a penalty. You give, no, you give an advantage. No, and use your own discretion no. because you that's, give advantage. That, it was a goal rule, first. No, that's not what the rule says. He prevented the goal. Yeah, he gets a red card. Yeah. And you get the penalty. That's what the rule. It's strict. That's what the rule said. The rule doesn't say that you assume it was going into the goal, and so you get the goal. No, and it, no. you have to first of all check to see whether it crossed the line. So if it, it crossed the line, yeah. you give advantage. But it didn't cross the line. It did. <laughs> the videos and pictures we saw, the the goal actually crossed the line. So we could have gotten to the semifinals by then. We could have gotten to the semifinals. Now you are saying from from 1992 or 92 years. Only in the th- 92, only three have made it out of three, the group. Only three. Yes. And if you monitor the World Cup very well, you realize that any time the African uh, uh, countries are playing the Europeans, 
if it's Ghana, let's take it Argentina, they always protect the big names. Like Ronaldo. Look at what happened yesterday. How do you claim that was a penalty? Just because of the name. So, they always want the big t- the countries to go far so that the tournament will be interesting. So, they think, oh, after Ghana, oh, maybe just come in to make up the numbers. After Senegal, after Cameroon. That is what they have been doing. Yes, we understand that we have some work to do. But they should make sure. Why is it that when it has to do with Africa, they don't use the VR? How many, how many of the African countries have they used the VR for, for, for us? So it's, it's like a gang up against us. Interesting. And it's not the best. Interesting. Jerome, what do you say to that? Yeah. Well, I, I don't believe there's any gang up against us. If you check the number of times African sides have made it to the quarterfinal and how they lost. You wouldn't accept that there is anything happening behind the scenes ensuring that we don't qualify. Asamoja missed a penalty in 2010. I mean, that's, that's factual. That goal-bound shot did not cross the line. Suarez stopped the ball on the line. The ball didn't cross the line. He wasn't in the goalpost. So, if you say... There is something that the Europeans or others have been doing to ensure Africa doesn't perform well at the World Cup. I wouldn't buy it. I would rather go with a lot of the things Gary said. And look, this week I heard this story on a Cameroonian uh, website. I actually read it. That $95,000 have been paid to each player to forestall in this situation that will create problems with money in their account. And the interesting bit is this. Cameroon has a history of players, excuse me to say, misbehaving in camp because their bonuses are not paid. And that's what Gary was alluding to. Now, if you have issues like that happening in your camp, even there's no way you can concentrate on the football. You are going to be beaten. And just check the records. Yesterday, Cameroon didn't lose because they were cheated. They lost because they had a poor defense. And it was the eighth time in a row they were losing a World Cup match. You cannot blame anybody for this. But the fact that Cameroon is just not good to compete at the World Cup, even though they may qualify. So I don't see any hands behind African teams or behind the system running world football, making sure that African teams don't do well at the World Cup. In fact, in 1990, I mean, I didn't watch that game, but based on what I've read, Cameroon went 2-0 up against England. They had a red card also. By the time the game ended, they had lost 3-2. I don't believe that many European sites at that level, leading to zero, will do the kind of stuff that we are told Cameroon did to lose that day. So it, it's, it's more about how we go into matches at the World Cup. Take Senegal, for example. Was it 2002 that they got to the quarterfinal? Same thing. They played over 100 minutes against Turkey. 
they were on the verge of making it to the service. Mentally loss of concentration. They conceded, I think, at the 117th minute, and that was all. That was the end. So how can you put this down to someone behind the scenes making sure that you don't qualify when you have played over 110 minutes and you are unable to score? That is not, that, that has got nothing to do with FIFA or anybody running the game. It's got to do with your team preparation and your ability to perform on the field of Even yesterday, I mean, I agree with everyone who says that Ghana was cheated. That decision by the referee was, was not correct. I agree. But even, we didn't lose the game by 1-0. We lost by 3-2. The Portuguese scored twice in two minutes, 78 and 80th minutes. What were we doing? Otoado himself admits that there were mistakes. And the Portuguese scored twice as a result. That, that's a right, the second that, and third goal came as a result of mistakes on our part, which we are going to correct. Now, how do you tell me, I mean, there was someone behind the scenes ensuring that we don't win? That, that's a, that. The penalty was a bad penalty. Yeah. But then, the other two goals, what happened? Yeah, I mean, uh, Jerome, that, that's such a powerful point, right? I mean, Nathan, let me bring you in on the back of that Jerome uh, analysis there. So, yes, the penalty, I think there's consensus around that it was poor, possibly biased or fishy, I don't know. But if you concede that we'll probably be at 1-1, there's no way we should have considered those two additional goals if those mistakes had not happened. I, and we walk, I and we walk up is possibly winning 2-1. Absolutely, Evans, and I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and I agree perfectly with the sentiments shared by um, Gary and Jerome. Our bane um, chiefly has been a lack of technical and tactical expertise in World Cup games, and then our preparation. Gary talked a lot about um, our lack of preparation going into the World Cup. And one thing which I would cite, I'm beginning to sound like a broken record, but it's a fact which quite a good number of people would not want others to talk about, but I will. Look, we played our first World Cup game yesterday and there were players who were playing in that game for the first time together. Samet and Pate were playing in our World Cup game for the very first time. How did that happen? We have on numerous occasions in this game and in the run-up to this um, game, we have blamed Inaki Williams or even the midfielders that any time Inaki Williams makes the run, our midfielders do not feed him with the pass. Why? It boils down to preparation. Nahu Kosam. We've had defenders who were playing for the first time in this particular game. So it all boils down to preparation. And please, we can, I don't know if there's any example where Europeans will offer invitations to their players and their players will flatly turn them down and tell them they are not ready or they won't come. Only to sit and wait for others to qualify for the World Cup and then they turn up and tell them I'm ready and the coaches would accept them. So we played yesterday's game with some of our players playing for the first time. 
obviously you can't get the maximum output out of players. This is a game of telepathy, a game of understanding. You need to understand each other on the field of play. And the more you play together, that is where the telepathy develops. If you are playing for the first time in a game as important as that with Portugal, obviously there are bound to be mistakes. And look at the mistakes we made yesterday. I think we'll, we'll definitely delve into the coaches' decisions, the substitutions and all that. But it was chiefly part of the um, reasons why we lost yesterday's game. Yes, the penalty was dubious. Yes, there were quite a number of dodgy decisions. But at the end of the day, the decisions the coach made also played a role in our defeat. Mm. Agreed. So, Sama, um, are you convinced by everything you've heard from Gary uh, and, and the rest? Mm, I'm not so convinced, uh, especially with my colleague who just uh, finished with his submission. I'm talking about the fact that some of the players were playing for the first time and therefore uh, certain mistakes were expected uh, to be made. Uh, we have a lot of young players, someone like Tariq Lamte. You don't expect um, Tariq Lamte to be available uh, in the 2018 World Cup. Definitely all the footballers that we are praising and hailing now also started uh, playing for the first time some years ago. So they're coming together and playing for the first time is not a reason for them to make uh, certain mistakes, I, I believe. And I can't really speak about other African, but for Ghana's game yesterday, I will still attribute it to uh, bad officiating because in as much as um, there were some mistakes that came after some substitutions the coach made, uh, I believe some decisions made by the referee uh, was 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 unfair to the to the Ghanaian side. It, it was unfair to the Ghanaian side because um, you can prepare as you know as hard you can take a lot of months and years to prepare for a football game but if you have a referee who the referee i i, I believe is human and can make certain mistakes or would definitely have a soft spot for one of the teams you know so there are some um fouls and some offsides that he was supposed to check that's why we kept asking that why was there no um, uh, VAR, you know, because it seems there were certain mistakes that even the players on the field requested that he took his time and took care of it, but it seems he, he completely ignored them. So you can, as a football team, you can prepare, you can prepare from home, you can, uh, you know, prepare and go on the field to put out your best. If you have a referee, because uh, at the end of the day, you are going to go by what's the referee says or what he decides. So if you have someone who officiates unfairly, openly, without hiding anything, certain decisions that you and I believe that uh, he could have taken a second look at and he didn't even make the attempt you know, to look at it, meaning he had already made up his mind. And the issue of uh, FIFA or the whole uh, Playing federation looking down African players because sometimes they feel like if a team like Ghana is playing against Portugal where they have the uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's, they have the Bruno Fernandes and the rest, 
and they know just few of our players. I think apart from um, Jordan and Thomas Party and probably Ayu, they see the rest of our players as new entrants. Some someone. Uh, people who do not have that experience and then you can just make certain decisions against that. I think um, that was uncalled for and I still stand Yeah, I mean, but, my... but Sama, Gary, someone makes an important point. What about this talk of unintentional bias? So the European teams, the chances are these referees will not watch... Um, you know, they, they watch the Premier League, right? They will probably watch the uh, La Liga and etc., I mean, these African players, very few of them are stars in in England uh, or in in Spain or in Italy. But you have all these big white stars in from you know South America, very well known names. They watch Manchester United, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so when you're on a pitch, this referee likely knows Ronaldo, likely knows um, Casimiro, but has never had Kudus possibly before, or has never probably would have had Pate. But even Pate is, you know. Um, in 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 that, Sama suggests that there is a possibility that the referees unconsciously will be will be protecting these players more than you know an African player he never heard of. Isn't that possibly part of the problem? Because you see that on the field, right? A, a white player hits the ground, or you know a European based player hit the ground, and quickly it blows. But you, an African player possibly does same. And am I possibly you know not reading this right? Hello, Gary. Hello, Gary. Please unmute if you've muted. Okay, let me let me bring in uh, <clears throat> let me bring in Inko. Inko, what, what do you think about that? Is that a possibility? Yes, it's it's one of them. That's what I stated earlier. Because if you if we put somebody like Kudus and then uh, somebody like uh, uh, Messi, probably they'll go in for Messi. They would like to protect him because he has a name. But if they are to do that, it will go to a disadvantage to the African team. Because if you look at what ha- happened yesterday, that penalty, if they had not... The team played with a rehearsed strategy. So you think we that... We made sure... You we, think that if... You, you're saying that if an African player had gone down like that, there's no chance in hell he gets that penalty? Oh, yes, they, they can, but the probability, the, the, the percentage, they have a higher percentage than we do. Imagine it was Kudus... Or somebody like Enoch uh, uh, Williams, who fell down that way. Do you think they would have whistled for a penalty? Yeah, I mean, but, 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 but let me bring J- Jerome. Success attracts a lot of favor. These European teams uh, have very successful players, very well known, carry big names. African teams generally do not have. We collect all these players from sometimes unknown leagues, people who are sitting on a bench, nobody knows them. On the pitch, the referees are human beings. They are probably influenced by that, are they not? They, they might be influenced by that event, but you see, we are looking at the totality of decisions referees have taken that have ensured that African teams don't do well at the World Cup. And we are putting it against the evidence of performance by other teams and whatever referees have done against them. The truth of the matter is that you will not have weightier arguments to say that African teams haven't performed well at, at the World Cup because referees have been against us or because, like you pointed out, most of our referees are not international by the referees. I just gave you the example of Cameroon. Eight World Cup games 
in the last World Cups, about two or three World Cups they have played. And they've won none. In fact, the, the last World Cup, Cameroon had their players fighting on the field in defense. There was a brawl out of which Brazil even whipped them 3 or 4-0. What was the influence of the referees in that game? It was a bunch of undisciplined players on the field that simply lost it. Even if you extend the argument to Ghana, what did we do in Brazil 2014? Did any referee cheat or rob us? It was everything that happened was as a result of our own mismanagement, which even led to a presidential inquiry into what happened. We cannot blame anybody for that but ourselves. So yes, the, the, the referees might not, know our, might not know our players, and that would influence or could influence certain critical decisions they take. But I'm saying that it is not weighty, weightier enough to, to dislodge the point that if Africa hasn't done well at the World Cup, it is as a result of our own mismanagement of issues in our teams, poor planning. I mean, Gary was talking about how Cameroon arrived in Qatar in batches of three. How, how, how does that happen in, in modern football? Today, you can travel to any, anywhere in the world, maximum 12 to 18 hours. And if it takes Cameroon more than that to have 26 players arriving at the competition, how can you even focus? So Ivan, it goes beyond what referees do on the pitch. It's more about the quality of our teams and how we prepare for competitions of this nature. Yeah, I mean, so, but, Inko, yeah. I mean, but I think the evidence that they present is a very strong one that they... Our pos- the possibility of being successful at World Cups really is within our hands. But you see all this attitude problems, um, organizational issues that account for it. If you want to factor in officiating, which you don't have any control over, yeah. why don't you focus more on what you have control over? Yeah, like Azuma Nelson said, we should always go to the field with our own uh, referee. That is what we're supposed to be done. But generally, if we are to talk about what is actually preventing financially is a problem like they are talking about hmm. winning bonuses and that one we know but if we face all these difficulties and then on the field we are cheated again that is what we are talking about nobody <laughs> is saying we, we have <laughs> adequate uh, preparation or whatever you see they were talking about we not playing together for some time that is why ghana is the uh, 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 the having the youngest team in the whole tournament out of the 32, we are having the youngest team. What it means is that for the past four years, most of our players were not playing for us. And to talk of even going mm. into the World Cup. That is why we are having the youngest team. So yesterday, if you look at the strategy um, Coach Odo was using, 5-4-1, he was able to contain Portugal for the first half. So the second half, he wanted to change his strategy to release our yeah. Then the penalty came. The penalty, that particular penalty, when it came, I told myself, if they score, we are going to beat them like uh, Saudi Arabia, Arabia did to Argentina. So when they scored the goal and they were shouting, I said, penalty in the deal. So all that I knew was, we were <laughs> going to beat them 2-1. Then all of a sudden, 
the panic substitution came in. They panicked yeah, before. So, so you're agreeing with them. Yeah, that's why that it's, it's more down. Yeah, you see? Yeah, I mean, you may have been cheated. They, they have a point. Yeah. Yeah. They have a point. Yeah. I am not saying the officiating. But you think officiating, if, yeah, if that first penalty had not happened, yes. maybe the, the, the momentum will be yes. on our side. It changed the strategy okay. of the coach. So stay with me. I want to bring in uh, Patrick. And uh, uh, Patrick Ofori used to be a sports psychologist for the Black Stars. He joins us very quickly, Patrick. You've been, you've been monitoring the conversation. You wanted to connect. I mean, what do you have to say about the, 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 the topic? Is it you, you think there's something psychological about the African player that, that you know, makes, makes him or her, and we are talking about the Black Queens and others, just incompetent at, you know, tournaments? I think I wouldn't look at it from just psychology, but the total aspect of sports science and technology into our game. We've not invested in the, that aspect of our game. And clearly, you definitely pay for it at the top level. You talk about even players coming together for the first time, the preparation and other things. Check all the teams that are performing. They all have got solid developmental centers where these sports scientists, the physios and the other aspects that when we are going to major tournament is when we assemble them around the team. These aspects have always been part of their preparation from the age of 15 at their development center. England know that before you want to win a World Cup, like Capello told them in 2010, none of your top uh, four Premier Leagues has an English goalkeeper and a striker. So clearly we need to set up in motion to develop those aspects of our game. And that is how they did it. They needed to model a player in Gascoigne to have a to have a chance, and that informed the development of players like Grealish and then Foden. You check Brazier, they will tell you for any time that Brazier, because we are the only team that plays with our two fullbacks going full blade. We needed a goalkeeper and a holding midfielder to be and, and to ensure that we can balance the team. These are other aspects that I don't think we've been able to model it, and then develop goalkeepers from even the game uh, for our national teams. You can't say that you win a major tournament without a top-notch goalkeeper. Brazil, look at the goalkeepers at Brazil. Look at even France. The quality in there. If we were losing a player like Kante or Pogba, the whole nation would have gone crazy that, oh, uh, and, and, and uh, uh, Benzema. But look at how France is competing. Look at how England and others are competing. So this clearly shows that you need to make the right kind of investment in sports science, in technology, in biomechanics, and other aspects to be able to know the kind of players that you need to develop or turn out to influence the game. Yeah, I mean, so, so, so that's a very important addition to the conversation, Patrick, and I'm, I'm grateful because we need to now cross over to uh, Carter. But that is an important investment. I mean, you can't just show up in the World Cup having invested, having not invested, and expect that, uh, you know, you, you can stroll through to the next round and go to the quarter and semifinals. Quickly, what are people saying on this? Facebook, Tanimu Isa says, Africans are victims of bias, officiating, victims of sabotage. A good example was yesterday's referee aided Cristiano Ronaldo's penalty goal um, just to set a record. Um, then on WhatsApp here, this one, I'll read just a few. Good evening, my brother. As a matter of fact, me as a single person was not happy why the referee refused to use the VAR. With my opinion, I wish if Africa, African countries can boycott this FIFA World Cup, I will be good. And that is from um, our 
friend courage inside agnoga lashibi and this one here from um michael ortina in nachimota says uh, we are just not good enough to win the world cup look we won the under 17 world cup before why did they allow us to do that if they really hate us that bad so Evans, I think that he's, he's chosen point. his side. Um, if they are biased, they're biased for at all levels. At, at all okay. levels, definitely. Okay. So well, uh, those are some of many more other people who are connecting with us. Yeah. Thank you very much for let's, sending us those. Let's hand over now uh, to the sports team uh, because England, another as you know, the majority will now see on Ghana connect them. Uh, another favoured European team is <laughs> coming up uh, next in uh, in one of the games to watch here on uh, on Joy ninety nine point seven FM. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The next voice you hear will be that of Fenchu. Homes, businesses, communities, whatever the space, wherever the place, Azar is the paint. Azar paints are high quality long-lasting and always give a great finish that will make your space shine. Etsy Brighton, Azar, still number one. From the Azar Group. Syntex is a market leader in water tanks in Ghana. Our sizes range from 100 liters up to 25,000 liters and they're available in many different colors. Did you know Syntex doesn't just do tanks? Syntex is your one-stop shop for all your plastic packaging needs. Call 0244-335-168 to find out more or message us on our social media handles at Syntex Ghana. Syntex Tank, a you strong, a you tough. Every drop matters and every peswa counts. For good fuel mileage and reduced vehicle maintenance costs, look no further. Drive to Petrosol. Yes, Petrosol, your go-to station for your high-quality fuel served in accurate quantity. Be a happy customer, fill with smiles, drive more miles, and save some money. Petrosol, clean fuel in full quantity.
and uh, 72 years since the last meeting between these two sides at a FIFA World Cup, the USA and England are set to go head to head again. The last meeting back in 1950 was the only time till date that the Americans have kept a clean sheet at the World Cup against any European nation. They opened their campaign with a nil-nil, well, a one-all result against Wales, while the English opened with a fabulous 6-2 victory against Iran. That was their highest ever opening victory at the FIFA World Cup. The Americans gained independence from the British back in 1776. And ever since, every meeting between these two teams in friendly matches or in competitive affairs is always feisty. Kickoff almost here upon us. The English have gone with very familiar names all across the pitch in a 4-1-2-3 formation. And it's a pick forward in goal. Trippier, Stones, Maguire and Shaw complete the back four. Declan Rising in lone defensive midfield position. Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, Saka and Sterling supporting Harry Kane up top. The Americans have turned it in goal. Sergino Desta right back. Zimmerman and Ream in centre back. Robert Singer left back. Adams in defensive midfield. McKenney and Musa supporting Weir, Wright and Pulisic up top in a 4-3-3 formation. Kickoff almost here. The English will get us underway they've taken the knee Kawasaki is here this evening alongside me in commentary position live on joy 99.7 fm i am your commentator thank you tahir thank you Kaw, what an evening well <laughs> a portion of the union jack facing the star sprangled banner and this time we are glad we are um, executing or sending their ammunition of footballing talent not the ammunition they would have in their um real war chests so um, it's good to know that would have a bit more world peace but there won't be <laughs> there won't be any friendliness between these two teams there'll be hostilities i can assure you definitely the british and the americans have always has a very interesting history between these two teams this rivalry and there is friendliness when they have to go to war together do know where to form allies. The British are the biggest allies of the Americans, and the Americans are the biggest allies of the British. And yet, whenever there's an opportunity for either side to stick it to the other, they do not hesitate at all. Uh, it's been an interesting day of football at the FIFA World Cup today. Senegal recorded Africa's first victory at this competition, beating Qatar 3-1 in Group A. The Netherlands were then held 
by Ecuador. So both of those teams are the joint top of the table, of course. But exactly the same goals scored, the same goals conceded, the same number of points. Ecuador and the Netherlands. Senegal right behind them. With three points. Qatar are out of the competition. So somebody said Qatar exited Qatar. <laughs> and uh, Wales surely will be very desperate now because Iran secured quite the victory against Wales after that hammering at the hands of the English not a lot of people gave them a chance against the Gary Bill led Wales but they did the business and I was so shocked the, the Iranians looked like a possessed outfit and they hammered and hammered and were unrelenting to the very dying embers of the game. They scored two goals, I think, deep in extra time. But that result even flattered to deceive because the Iranians were top, top notch and could rival any big team. I'm wondering what happened against England. Yeah, Iran scored the two goals in 90 plus 8 and 90 plus 11. <laughs> Unbelievable. Three minutes... Nil nil, Christian Pulisic. He's the conductor in chief of his American army. Here they come now. The Americans down the left hand side, coming across to defend. It was Robinson steaming down that left hand side, but Trippier read the danger quite nicely. And wins for himself a throw-in on the right-hand side in his own half. England missing Rhys James. Who did not recover in time for the World Cup. Trippier, always a favourite of Gary Bale, isn't he? Exactly. Gareth Salgate loves him because he, even though he's well advanced a bit in age... He he's good to he's good in backtracking, right? He doesn't look like when he gets to the front he's unable to um, backtrack and his deliveries, his deliveries are one of the best you can find in the English national team. So Trippier preferred to Carl Walker. And uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, of course, the more conspicuous absentee in this starting lineup. A right back. Harry Maguire faced criticism both home and abroad, but the coaches continue to trust him. Here he is to John Stones. John Stones had to look sure on the left. The live commentary on 99.7 Jaw FM of the FIFA World Cup is brought to you by. Azar paint, Azar quality paint from Azar Group since 1921. Azar number one. And supported by Syntex Tank. A year strong, a year tough. And South African tourism, a holiday we're talking about. Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. With support, of course, also from Labadi Beach Hotel. Labadi Beach Hotel. A top, top, top 
destination for pretty much everything from crunk fences to holidays to just walk-in dining. Six minutes, nil-nil. The Americans have a throw-in on the right, which is taking quickly. And now it's uh, Musa, the Ghana Bond midfielder, turning out for the US. Plays his club football for Valencia, Yunus Musa. Cool. I'm very much interested in how many Ghana Bond players. Not even Ghanabon. How many players of Ghanaian descent are currently at the World Cup playing for other countries? Well, so many of them. What I can say is, despite the fact that Black Star scored two goals, Ghana has three goals at the World Cup. <laughs> Mohamed Montari from Qatar. <laughs> I saw a headline on my drawingline.com. And... Uh, the Joy Sports team had to claim him for themselves. <laughs> he said, Ghana born attacker scores Qatar's first ever goal at the FIFA World Cup. Oh, yeah, he's one of our own. If he scored an own goal, I'm not sure we would qualify him with that, <laughs> with that origin adjective. Or well, adjective of origin. Yeah, they said success has many relatives, right? Yeah, he does. Many friends as well. Throw in for England on the right. Seven minutes gone. Neil Neil. Between England and the USA. The English have three points. The Americans had one from their opening games. Timothy Weir. Scoring against Wales before Gary Bale equalized. Against Iran. Saka was one of those players that scored twice. He's not seen a lot of the ball so far in this half. The Americans pressing very high up the pitch. England building from the back with Harry Maguire. Maguire to the left to his international teammate. Luke Shaw now giving away. Wins it back. And now Declan Rice to Trippier. Trippier goes long looking for Saka. Robinson comes across to clear throwing England. The threats down the right by Saka, I think, is what the Americans are wary of. No wonder they are blocking the channels. Two people on that flank to ensure that supplies do not reach him. Throw effected. Jude Bellingham. The Borussia Dortmund youngster is one of the most highly rated midfielders in world football. He's been fouled, but he seems okay. And uh, play back underway. Mason Mount to Declan Rice. Now John Stones, Saka, Trippier, and Jude Bellingham. Edge of the box. He's got Saka on the right. Saka is true. Back to Bellingham. Harry Kane deflected wide. Great build up play from the English. But what a timely intervention. Exactly. And what a spot on you know, block. Because that was the opportunity to get that squared ball into the back of the net. And number three man threw himself in there and blocked it but you see that right hand flank once they released themselves the opportunity came out begging and it was Zimmerman with the timely interception Walker Zimmerman 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 